0: From San Francisco, California, with your host, Ben Kaspic. This is Locked On Giants Baseball. Welcome back to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspic, and I'm thrilled to be with you again today. On this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, approximately 15 minutes in length, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also insightful and easily digestible, easy for everyone to understand. And as promised here on today's show, we're going to talk about, in a little more detail, the Drew Smiley signing, as well as the Giants' historic hire of Alyssa Nacken to their coaching staff, the first female member of a coaching staff in Major League history. It's kind of shocking that that's true, but it's also a very positive thing. So that'll kind of be the first half of the show, and I want to talk in some more detail about the construction of the Giants roster currently, especially from a financial perspective compared to what the projected performance is going to be. What is the value of the contract based on the salary compared to the production? And so it's really interesting, and we're going to use that to basically make a case about why the moves that Farhan Zaidi has made have been underrated and bode well for the future. But first, I mean, Smiley is just part of that equation. It's a one-year, $4 million guarantee. And this kind of goes in line with the trend here is that, you know, the Giants have handed out one-year deals for the most part. In fact, I don't think they've handed out a single multi-year deal under Farhan Zaidi even though they have made a couple of offers that we know about that were certainly in excess of one year. They offered Bryce Harper $310 million over, I believe it was 11 or 12 years. So it's not like they're afraid to spend a bunch of money when there's a good fit. So anyway, the whole point was to talk about Drew Smiley. And he's just another buy low acquisition. He wasn't elite, but he was solidly above average every year of his career from 2012 through 2015. He did spend a lot of time in the bullpen, especially with Detroit, where in 2013 he was exclusively used used as a reliever. But he was a multi-inning reliever, so he's always been a pretty darn good pitcher. And throughout his peak years there, he was averaging around three wins above replacement per 200 innings, and that is solidly above average. So in his career, because he had some struggles in 2016, and then he had Tommy John surgery in 2017 and missed all of 2017 and 2018 with the injury. So I can kind of throw out last year and some of what we saw last year. He was really bad when he first pitched for the Rangers in 2019, was traded to the Phillies in July, and basically steadily improved. And in the last month of the year, He was at his very best, and he was solidly above average in September across like five starts. And in every single month of 2019, his velocity improved. And starting with the Phillies, he was striking out 26% of batters over two and a half months. And in September, he was striking out nearly 30% of batters. And that's really high. The league average is around 22%. I just think he has the upside that we should be used to seeing from guys that Farhan Zaidi acquires, especially on major league contracts. So anyway, there's more to talk about with Smiley, but suffice it to say it's a cheap contract and there's upside. And that's all the Giants can really ask for with these types of moves. So just moving on to fit this into the first half, just want to give credit and recognition to the Giants and to Alyssa Nacken for the fact that she was hired to be a coach Along with Mark Hallberg, Alyssa Nacken and Hallberg are rounding out Kapler's coaching staff, which includes 13 coaches, so way more than the allowed seven that will be in the dugout during games. So Nacken and Hallberg will not be in uniform in the dugout during games, but she and he will be in uniform before games and will travel with the team. So they're going to assist with general coaching duties, whether it's hitting fungos, throwing BP working with infielders, talking with players, Gabe Kapler said she and Hallberg will focus their talents on helping build a winning culture in the clubhouse and will foster a clubhouse culture that promotes high performance through, among other attributes, a deep sense of collaboration and team. So Nacken played softball at Sacramento State, worked at USF and got degrees from both schools, I think she she had a um, master's in, in sports management from University of San Francisco. She joined the Giants as an intern in baseball operations in 2014 and did work related to the amateur draft and player development. Hallberg was the manager in Salem-Kaiser last year, and he was their fundamentals coach in 2018. He played college baseball at Florida State with Buster Posey, and he's 34 years old. So coming up in the second half of the show, I want to shift our attention to looking more at the contracts that exist on the Giants and the state of the team financially because that's a huge element to this whole equation that I think gets overlooked a lot. We talk about, you know, the contracts and the bad contracts, but looking at what they are specifically versus what is the production versus what is the value of that production on the open market. So we'll shift our attention to that next. But first, this spring, follow your favorite baseball teams to Arizona for Cactus League spring training. Amazing weather and landscapes, exciting outdoor adventure, incredible food. Arizona is the perfect home base for baseball fans. 10 stadiums, 15 MLB teams, 75 degree temperatures. All 10 stadiums are in Greater Phoenix within 50 miles. Check out amazing restaurants and bars nearby. Enjoy live music from local and national artists. Explore museums featuring everything from native heritage to modern art to musical instruments from around the world. Arizona is also known for its incredible landscapes and thrilling outdoor adventures. Hiking, biking, jeep tours, hot air balloons, skydiving, or just take in a sunset. No matter what you love to do, Arizona has you covered. If you're bringing the kids along to spring training, Arizona is a fantastic destination for families with family-friendly resorts and hotels that offer plenty of fun for kids of all ages from water parks to horseback rides to games and activities. Plan your spring training getaway now at visitarizona.com/springtraining. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans, but you may not know that Locked On Giants is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Giants fans. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Giants fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Okay, as promised here in the second half of the show, I want to talk about the state of the Giants' finances and payroll. I think it's a fascinating subject that doesn't really get explored in detail enough. Giants find themselves in an interesting situation, a big reason they've been kind of in the state they've been in is because they've had a bunch of money tied up to aging and declining players over the last several seasons. So that's still the case to an extent, but they have, you know, players every year now falling off the books, and in a couple of years, it's pretty much a hundred percent of them. So looking at the remaining average annual value for the players the Giants are committed to on multi-year deals, you have Johnny Cueto at the top at twenty-four and a half million dollars a year on average. And this includes a $5 million buyout after the 2021 season on a club option that will surely be declined. You've got Buster Posey at $23.7 million on average over the next 2 seasons including a buyout. Jeff Samarja making 19.8 million this year in the last year of his deal. Brandon Belt making 17 million a year each of the next 2 years. Brandon Crawford making 15.2 million each of the next year, uh, 2 years and Evan Longoria over three years making an average of $14.7 million a year. And this is kind of a complicated one that includes the Rays paying some of his salary each of the next three years, plus the Giants being on the hook for a $5 million buyout of a 2023 $13 million club option. So it's hard to say a single any single one of those deals isn't underwater at this point. So if you just look from a production standpoint and what to expect in 2020, and of course the equation changes when you have someone like Longoria for three more seasons, you really want to look at what to expect this year, next year, and the year after that. But just for 2020, based on what we should expect, I used Steamer 600 projections, which is a Steamer projection. And then it scales everyone to the same amount of playing time, 600 plate appearances for position players, 200 innings for starters, 60 innings for relievers, and then 450 plate appearances for catchers. So I used that projection and then made my own playing time adjustments based on what I expect from these guys. For example, someone like Cueto is projected to throw 180 innings, but I'm taking the under on that. I set him to 160, which I still think may be high given that it's his first year back from Tommy John. But I can easily change that projection, and then the the, the war projection for 2020 is going to go down based on the reduced playing time. But the rate is still the same. He's still someone who is projected to produce 2.3 wins above replacement per 200 innings. So anyway, I did this for all these players, and it turns out that the player who's producing the least amount of value is Jeff Samarja, who they're paying about $16 million per win above replacement, based on the projection. Coming in second highest is Johnny Cueto at 13.3 million per war, then Evan Longoria at 9.4 million per war, Brandon Crawford 9.2, Brandon Belt 8.7, Buster Posey 8.1. None of these are too bad at this point if you're in the eights. But then we can look at Kevin Gosman, Drew Smiley, and Tyler Anderson the Giants' major league signings from this offseason. And Tyler Anderson projected across 100 innings to cost just $1 million per war, whereas Gosman and Smiley are under $4 million per war. So less than half of the next closest contract that Farhan Zaidi inherited. So these contracts are just much better values than the ones that he inherited. And that's going to be a trend with Farhan Zaidi. They're not they do not want to put themselves in a position where they they find themselves with a contract that is paying the player in excess of the value that they're producing. And that's why, you know, the contract for Madison Bumgarner has significant risk of being underwater in years 3, 4 and 5, for example, based on some troubling trends in his production. And the fact that he's going to age. So there's naturally an aging curve where talent declines. Bumgarner's already shown some signs of decline, although he picked back up in 2019. So it's a little unclear exactly where he is on the decline curve. But you know, for a pitcher who's thrown a lot of innings five years down the road, you kind of worry about what's that going to look like in the back end. And that is what the Giants are wanting to avoid. They have so many of these guys right now Like, for example, they're committing $115 million in 2020 from an average annual value standpoint to Cueto, Posey, Samarja, Belt, Crawford, and Longoria. $115 million for 11.2 wins above replacement. So that's $10.3 million per war. And generally, we've said that a win above replacement costs about $9 million in free agency, But Eno Saris of The Athletic recently researched this a little closer and discovered that in today's day and age, teams are actually paying closer to $5 million per war, and that includes players in arbitration and players making the league minimum. So just a general sense, that's the value of that production because those players should be factored in because teams were making decisions like the Giants' decision with Pilar to non-tender him, even though he was estimated to make 9.7 million. And that might be somewhat in line with his projection if you're going based on nine million per war. But it turns out teams are actually valuing that only at around five million per war. So in that sense, Pilar would have been owed paid about twice what he was worth to the Giants. And so kind of maybe better to think of the value of a war at closer to five million dollars. So then that would mean that this $119 million the Giants are committed to Cueto, Posey, Samarja, Belt, Crawford, Longoria in 2020 is about double what they should be paying for that production. Whereas to Gosman, Smiley, and Anderson, they're only paying $14 million for four and a half wins above replacement, which is just $3.15 million per war, which is obviously a much better value than the $10 million that those other Giants players are receiving. So I get it. Those aren't like the huge difference makers that maybe Giants fans want. But there will come a time and a place for that. And I still think a Nicholas Castellanos deal could be had at a strong value where at least you're paying him fair value as opposed to a value that eventually towards the back end is going to be underwater. I think the Giants are now being super careful to make sure that the value is going to stay strong throughout the totality of the deal. And that is not something they were that careful about with the likes of Cueto, Posey, Smargebelt, Crawford, Longoria. Not only that, but some of these players, a lot of them, got no trade clauses. So the Giants couldn't trade them before their value tanked like the Rays did with Evan Longoria, for example. They traded Longoria to the Giants with five years left on that deal when it was getting increasingly more expensive towards the back end. So they got rid of him before he became worse and more expensive. And the Giants completely hampered their own ability to do that by, by signing a lot of these guys to these long-term deals into their mid-30s with the no trade clauses. So anyway, a lot of these guys, though, are coming off the books, and the Giants will have tons of flexibility to basically spend their money however they want. And that's why the future is so bright, along with their budding farm system. So they're going to have potentially players like Joey Bart coming up, making the league minimum and hopefully, you know, from their standpoint, producing at a high level and making way less than that production is worth. And then so when you have players like that producing at a value of 15, 20 million dollars a year and only costing you half a million dollars a year, then, you know, you can spend your money On other players, and you get a ton of surplus value based on the cost that you're spending and the value that you're getting. But for now, the Giants have been getting the opposite, where they're spending a lot more than the production they've been getting. So anyway, if you just continue to make these value signings, it's not going to put you in that bad position. And then the other factor is, of course, you have to have a strong farm system that continually churns out quality players who will be underpaid when they're at their best. And it's a sad reality for players and there definitely needs to be something done so that they get a chance to get paid when they're still really good the way free agency is now is a little bit unfair but anyway it bodes well for the giants in the long term this year right now they have about 156 million committed next year it's only 94 million committed and then in 2022 it drops down to 24 million dollars committed Basically, the only commitments for 2022 are Evan Longoria and then the $8 million combined buyouts of Johnny Cueto and Buster Posey. So pretty darn soon here, the Giants are going to have all kinds of flexibility to just spend their money however they want. They're not going to be tied down with the contracts that Farhan Zaidi inherited. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. We'll continue to talk about the payroll from this perspective, you know, regularly It's a really important way to think about the construction of the Giants roster. Remember, to get this show every day, you need to hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspic. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Kaspic. If you like this show, please consider rating it, leaving a review, and telling your friends and family to check us out. I cannot wait to be with you again tomorrow. And until then, we'll see you next time.